For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. I'm trying to think of all of the Apple iTunes, I guess. Or is it Apple Podcasts now? I, again, I, I swear to you, I have done this like every week for the past two months. I never remember the name. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Wherever you're tuning in, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate it. And, you know, you can always give us a shout because I, I love hearing your opinions and thoughts. And you actually did last week, and I'll tell you uh, what I'm getting to in just a second. But the email address is live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. So if there's anything you agree with, disagree with, you want to share, I would love to have you on the show. If you are articulate and can have a debate or, you know, challenging conversation without name calling and resorting to, oh, you're a bitter Hillary supporter for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I'm Canadian. I couldn't give two shits about politics in the States. Anyway, uh, no. So the other week I was talking about how I was observing a woman texting uh, a person, a guy, uh, I don't remember what his name was, but I was sitting beside her and I mentioned how I was, I was watching her flirt text and you've all done this, right? If you've sat beside somebody on an airplane or, you know, in New York or a subway or wherever, anyway, an airport boarding lounge, even right. You're sitting beside somebody. You do kind of glance over and look at their phone and see what they're doing, right? Are they playing a game? Are they reading? Are they watching Fox news? That's the one you judge them on. Um, You know, like what are, what are they doing on their phone? naturally curious there's nothing wrong with that and so this woman that i was sitting beside was flirt texting with a guy and you could tell it was very very new because they were covering things like you know like what your job is and and things like that and then he had asked her how old she is and she started to type a number and then backspaced twice and changed the age and to me i thought that that was really funny because it's like you're just starting to get to know somebody and suddenly you're already lying about your age. You know, right? Like, it, that, that's up. You're off to a bad start already at this point. And not to say that, like, she's catfishing or anything like that, but I just kind of thought, that's, yeah, why do you, no, don't do that. Don't do it. And so, anyway, people were emailing me last week and saying, mind your own goddamn business, basically. Like, you know, who are you to be like... And that wasn't the point of the story. Morality here, let's talk about this, is lying to somebody that you're just getting to know. And it, it was sort of flirty, as though it was, you know, dating or going to be a relationship or something. Let's talk about that. The morality of lying to somebody. Cover your screen, then, if you don't want me to see it. Really, right? Don't make it accessible. That's plain and simple. If I have, I'm sending a private email or something, I'm not doing it when somebody is sitting right beside me and can be glancing over. And I, I wrote that in my book, Put Down Your Damn Phone Already, by the way, that says, like, you know, people have no problem sort of angling it so you can't see what they're writing. 
you know, she was obviously like getting into it and grinning and whatever and Baldface lying about her age. And so I was the bad guy apparently in that story. I don't know. What do you think? My actions aside, the point of the story was what this woman is is lying about. You know, she's shaving off, you know, I don't remember what the ages were, six or eight years or something, when somebody is asking her and she's getting to know them. You know, I just turned 37, but I'm not going to go and say, oh, well, I'm 34. But you're going to remember that I told you that. And then when it comes up in conversation, what am I going to do? I go and say, oh, well, no, no, I told you I'm 37. No, it's in writing now. I have it in text. I have it. It's <laughs> Let me just scroll up and see what you actually did tell me. It's one thing to have something in conversation. And then you can go, no, I think maybe you misheard me. That's not what I said. You put it in writing, lady. I'm worried, I'm looking out for the guy in this situation. Like, you're already lying to him, and you're just getting started. This is maybe the problem with relationships. Text flirting, it's like, you know what, have a phone call with the person then. You know, like, have that interaction. Meet. Don't just sit and text, and then, you know, lie about the age. Because, really, if you're going to lie about something like that, this is really the issue. It, it begs the question, in the grand scheme of things, what else are you going to lie about? Something so trivial. And it's one thing to go and say, okay, I'm... 18 years old, but I'm actually 16, right? Like one to give yourself legal age and then one where you're a minor. I get why people do that. I'm not saying it's right, but you know, or if you're 22 or sorry, if you're 26 and you say you're 22, 23, does that really make much of a difference? Or if you're over 50, which is what this woman was, does it make a difference if you say you're 52 or 57? Truly, truly, I would love to know that. Again, I'm 37. What do I get from saying, oh, well, I'm 33, I'm 34? Who the bleep cares if I took off three years? Okay, it's one thing to go and say, oh, well, I'm 30 and you're actually 50. Okay, I get that. But to take off some odd random number of years, maybe it's maybe if you're going, if you're taking it to a different decade, and what I mean by that is if you're, 52 and then you take it down to 48 maybe that's one of those subliminal things like when you're shopping in a store and you see the 99 price that makes you think it's cheaper than the actual rounded dollar amount right 399 well that's much cheaper than four dollars no it's one penny so maybe that's what it is is that you see the four at the beginning of the age instead of the five two or whatever it might be oh okay well well she's only 49 instead of 52 or you know oh well that's that's a big difference i don't know tell me what you think this is uh, what this is about and and i really want to get either a relationship expert on the show or i want to talk to somebody about this because i don't get it i honesty is the best policy yes there are times when i believe it's okay to lie if the person is cooking you dinner and the food is actually terrible and you hate it and it's gross, I believe that it's fine to lie and say, you know what, yeah, I, I, or not necessarily flat out say, yes, I loved it and just go, yeah, that was an interesting meal and not in a dickish way that it's going to seem like you're insulting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to lie about something like that. That I would say that that is an okay lie. Do you agree? Disagree? I'm saying when you're just starting out is what I'm saying. If you've been married for years, hopefully you can read your partner well enough to be able to tell that they didn't like what you cooked them, right? So I don't know. Tell me, I just, I'm fascinated by this whole relationship thing, and I don't know why. And somebody, back when I was a teenager and everybody else was having relationships except me, I was always the person that the phone would ring and, you know, oh, well, I, I, well, we had a fight or, oh, you know, we broke up or, oh, whatever. I was always the person whose phone would ring and would have to give advice to people. That's just, you know, what... <laughs> I don't know. I always just gave the most sound advice to people in the moment, even though I didn't have any relationships of my own to weigh that information or those uh, you know pieces of detail. Anyway, so 
Uh, yeah, the, the whole relationship thing is, is uh, fascinating to me. So send me an email. Tell me if you agree or disagree with one glancing over somebody's shoulder, if that's, you know, if there's any concerns about morality there. Two, what do you think about shaving off a couple of years of your age when you're just text flirting with somebody? And again, you could also say, well, it's nothing serious, so what does it matter? Well, then why are you talking to somebody and getting to know them? Really? Right? That the only reason that you'd be having those conversations is to get to know them and see where it goes. If it's just hooking up or whatever, you wouldn't be asking what your job is and all that other stuff. Anyway. And then what do you think about lying to a partner? When is it okay to lie? Or is it ever okay to lie? Email me. Live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. You know, we've already got to move on. We're eight and a half minutes into the show. UB40. You know the music group UB40? Red, red wine. Uh, they are on tour celebrating 40 years in the music business. We are chatting with uh, one of the bandmates coming up uh, a little bit later. And uh, again, email me live at jbonair.com. UB40 actually is coming up right after the break here on The Scribble. Who are the Kardashians feuding with now? What did that little thug Justin Bieber do this time? Who's getting hitched and who's headed for Splitsville? Hear the latest celebrity news and gossip every day on Entertainment Wrap-Up. The good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly the ridiculously hilarious. It's all recapped in this daily segment at entertainmentwrapup.com. Have a laugh at the expense of the rich and famous when they take themselves way too seriously. It's three minutes of time-wasting fun at entertainmentwrapup.com. Check out Entertainment Wrap-Up at entertainmentwrapup.com. Brought to you by Speak Free Books. Isn't it crazy that you wait for payday, but before you know it, you're strapped for cash again? It's time to stop blowing your money and become a smart spender with the book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com. Learn simple ways to cut costs at home every day and during special times of the year. Don't go broke at Christmas. Don't remortgage the house for a fancy vacation. The book is filled with tips to save you money throughout the year. Check out the best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com or on Amazon and iTunes. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. UB40 has been rocking for, well, 40 years now, and they're continuing on with a North American tour, likely stopping by a city near you. And we've got Robin Campbell from the group on the line. How's it going today? Very good, thank you. I'm on a day off. Very weird day off. <laughs> Those are always good days. Uh, I, you know what? I should let everybody know that uh, in honor of this, I'm having a glass of red, red wine, okay? Funny you should say that, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, what do they say? Great minds drink alike, I think is what they say. <laughs> uh, I mentioned at the top that you know it's been 40 years, and we don't see that very often in the music business anymore. This is a loaded question. What do you credit with your success? One of those lucky bands, you know, we, we, 
we got an audience fairly early. We had a lot of success fairly early, and we kept the audience. You know, uh, I guess we just uh, we're just unique enough to be uh, interesting to people. And uh, if I knew the secret, I'd bottle it and sell it to other bands. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we just do what we love doing, and hopefully bring our audience with us. And uh, so far, it's worked. Yeah, and I think that that's back in the day. It was a little. There weren't as many groups and artists, right? Now, thanks to the internet, YouTube, all of these different platforms, you know, there, it's everybody's a musician. It seems nowadays, right? <laughs> well, I think it's uh, it's it's easier to get exposure for yourself uh, in that way on social media. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, a tool, you know, that was not available to. Uh, bands when, when we started out, uh, I think it's a good thing. It's, uh, it's kind of made it available to, to everybody. Let me ask you about that, because it's always interesting to hear from musicians who have been in the business for a long time, because the internet was threatening for, to a point, right? There was that whole downloading music free and sharing it, and so yeah. a lot of a lot of groups or, or musicians didn't like that. So your take on it is, how do you? I guess it's different if you're just starting out and needing that platform as opposed to an established group that already has that fan base. Yeah, I think... Um I think it, it was seen as a threatening thing, and I think we were just as worried about it as everybody else, you know. But it's changed the whole industry. It's uh, it's changed the way the industry works, and no longer you can't you can't sort of rely on a, a back catalogue to supply you with uh, an, an everlasting income, you know. That's gone. So, mm -hmm. uh, which is why you find so many bands that haven't been around for a while coming back you know they're coming back and going on the road again because that's uh, that's become the source of income uh, because you know obviously the downloading etc and uh, you know illegal downloading and, and very cheap downloading you know it means that the artist doesn't really earn for records anymore so they have to get back out on the road but we've just kind of embraced it you know there's nothing you can do about it so you know, you just got to enjoy the fact that uh, we're, we're on the road still. I mean, we've never stopped doing that, but you, we enjoy the fact that uh, social media has made us um, available to people that wouldn't maybe not have heard of us, you know. And we constantly are amazed at the young audience that we get in the, uh, in the front rows of our gigs. You get, we get teenagers singing songs that we recorded before they were born, you know, so that has to be down to social media, I guess. Absolutely. So aside from that, let's talk about maybe just the recording industry itself. Obviously, there's so much that has changed in the business. What's been one of the biggest changes that you've, I guess, you know, like recording wasn't always, you know, computers and digital, like what would be the biggest change that you've experienced? Um, well, I think probably the, the technical side of it is uh, when we first started, studios were analog, you know, and now they're digital. It's uh, it's quite different. But um, I think we embrace the digital age. We embrace the computer along with everybody else. But I think we've also kind of gone back to where we were. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we still use. Uh, digital equipment we still use modern technology but we've gone back to uh, writing and recording uh, and playing as a band uh, and doing doing stuff live in the studio rather than 
I mean, I think there was a time when we, we did it kind of painting by numbers, you know, where we'd go individually into the studio rather than play together as a band. And uh, we've gone full circle and gone back to that now. And I think it's uh, much more enjoyable. You mentioned that you guys really haven't stopped touring. Let me ask you, what is... You must have a love for doing it, or else you, you wouldn't tour so much. So what is what's, what do you like most about touring? We work in two mediums, you know. One is in the studio and recording, and the other is live with an audience. Um, and they're both equally rewarding in different ways, you know. You, you make a record, and I love working in the studio. I love, I love making music uh, and recording it forever, you know. But... Uh, once you've made a record, you want to play it to your fans, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to get out and, and and play it to your audience and, and get their approval, you know. Um, and you can't do that if you're not playing live. And live gigs is a... The buzz you get from an, a live audience, you can't get any other way, you know. It's, uh, it's just... A, it's a buzz you... Well, it's a buzz you can't replace. And once, once you're hooked on it, you know, it's very difficult to give it up. We've been doing it for four decades. It's a, it's a buzz that you can't get from the red, red wine, right? <laughs> you can't get it from anything <laughs> right. other than a live audience, you know? It's an yeah. um, uh, emotional communication, you know, between you and a live audience. And what you give them and what they give you back, you can't find anywhere else. Let me ask you what touring is like in North America compared to, let's say, you know, Europe or even just, you know, just other countries anyway. I hear audiences are different sometimes from country to country. Is that right? Well, I guess they might vary a little. Um, but generally, we have the same kind of response wherever we are, you know. Okay. We, uh, we play dance music, so we try to sort of uh, create a, a dance atmosphere, you know, a party atmosphere. We want people singing and dancing uh, along with us. And that's pretty much what we get wherever we go. Uh, Yeah, there are different sort of characteristics, I guess, you know, uh, uh, wherever you go. And different countries are slightly, slightly different in their reaction, you know. Some some countries are a little quieter, a little bit more polite, you know. But uh, generally... We have a party wherever we go, and uh, I would say that America and Europe are pretty much the same, uh, and uh, everywhere else we go, you know, I mean, Japan, Australia, uh, wherever we go, we tend to have the same kind of response. Well, let me ask you then, is there maybe a different song that everybody's waiting for, depending on where they are? No, no, no? they're all waiting for the same ones, because the same ones are uh, are the same hits worldwide right. you know the ones that you have to sing the red red lines right. and the carnell falling in love and you know various others they're the, the biggest hits so when they are big hits they're big hits pretty much universally you know so uh it doesn't matter where we travel in the world we have to play the same few songs we can we can maybe change it around a little depending on the success of other songs in those territories, you know. But, uh, right. but you know, there are cert- there's a certain short list of songs that you have to play wherever you are. I imagine when you know that one of those songs is next, you're just waiting for their reaction. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I mean, sometimes you get, you get 
tired of those songs because you played them a million times in a million countries. And um, I should stop exaggerating. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, uh, you, you tire of them. But then the second you play them to a live audience and you get the feedback from that audience, then you love the song again, you know. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. That's, I guess, the good thing about doing letting the audience sing along is that you guys can actually just stop and let them carry the song for a while. Well, I don't know that we ever do that. Well, yeah, we've done that a few times, but not very often. We usually do, we like them to sing along rather than replace us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, let's let's talk about uh, Brian. I know in the spring you announced that Brian was stepping back from the tour. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, one, how did that affect the group? And, and two, how are things now? Well, um, he's obviously undergone surgery and had two small tumors removed from his brain. Uh, he's still undergoing uh, various treatments, chemo and radiotherapy, etc. Um and he's, he's at home, supposedly resting, yet every time I see a photo of him on Facebook, he's in a bar somewhere, <laughs> uh, having, a, having a whale of a time, you know. He's, he's a kind of uh, refuse-to-lie-down kind of guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's partying somewhere every time I see a picture of him. But um, we miss him. We miss oh, yeah. him live without a doubt, you know. He's a, he's a big character uh, on stage and off. And, um, you know, we're, we, we have another guy who's replaced him, uh, who's doing a, a, a sterling job, but obviously it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what else can we do? He's, uh, he's not allowed to travel, he can't fly, uh, he can't blow a saxophone. So, you know, um, he has to stay at home and get better. And hopefully, uh, at some point, possibly, um, next year he'll be able to rejoin us but uh, at this at this moment we, we really don't know how it's going to pan out something tells me Robin that if he was not there having a drink you would be concerned do you know what I mean like if he was resting you'd say uh oh something's wrong well I, I guess so knowing him yeah right <laughs> I would prefer if he was resting <laughs> of course to be honest, yes of course I'd much rather he was, he was getting better you know and, uh, and I knew he was getting better he worries me all the time because he's Exactly. He's still got the spirit. So I mentioned you guys are touring all over North America. You, I just heard that you're going to be hitting my hometown of Winnipeg uh, in Canada. So I'll have to see if I'm in town. Maybe I'll stop by. Uh, the tour dates are on your oh, website. Great. Yeah, lots of information is on the band's website. Let's just give that website address a plug. UB40.global ub40.global all right we'll be sure to check it out uh, you know robin it was great chatting with you 40 years that's really an incredible success well thank you i'm, I'm still enjoying it and uh, i look forward to another 40 <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much for joining us today Cheers, Jeremy. Thank you. it's never too early to start thinking about your next holiday have you checked out mexico recently from tequila tasting swimming with horses to zip lining through the jungle and watching whales and dolphins in their natural habitat, Puerto Vallarta has it all. Visit mexico.jbonair.com to see all the fun PV has to offer. That's at mexico.jbonair.com for hundreds of photos, interviews, 
and videos from around the tourist hotspot. Check out Mexico.jbonair.com for all the fun. That's Mexico.jbonair.com. Jeremy Bradley here back on The Scribble. That Mexico commercial reminds me that, you know what? I was just in Mexico a week ago. We were taping our travel shows. Uh, See, I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast last week. Did I? Because we were pre-taped. So I don't know exactly what I said on that show because it was done a while back. Anyway, we were in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I think I probably did mention it because that's where we were going to be at the time that that uh, podcast went live. And it was a great time. We celebrated my birthday there. Like I mentioned earlier, I just turned 37. And uh, we were there taping our summer travel shows for our syndicated radio programs. And the odd thing about this business is... My birthday is August 1st, and, you know, our radio shows are weekly, so a new show begins every Monday, basically, and it runs for the week. And sometimes my birthday show will air, like, mid-August, maybe even September. One year, I don't even know that we had one because we had taped it, and then it just became too late. And it's like, it's been three months since my birthday, so we're not airing it. And it was just coincidental because the tourism board had invited me in the spring, And, you know, we've worked with them many times, and I think that we've been doing this podcast since we have covered um, PV, as they like to call it. I don't like calling it that. Anyway, um, so we've been doing the podcast since we previously reported from there, and it was just coincidental that the dates that they had suggested were over my birthday week, and I thought, okay, well, that's really cool. And where I'm from, I'm Canadian, and so where I'm from in Canada, it's usually a long weekend. Uh, My birthday usually falls on the long weekend at some point. Monday ends up being a holiday. But this year it wasn't because the month started um, too late in the week. I think, well, my birthday was the first, so it was Thursday. And so the, the holiday is the first Monday of the month, first Monday of August. And so somewhere in there often, you know, my, my birthday is part of the long weekend. And, you know, I used to say that as a kid that, well, my birthday is a holiday. Meanwhile, yeah. And of course, that was before the days of social media. So school was out for summer, as they say in that song. And, you know, I didn't get to see my friends or really because we were out at the lake um, at my parents' cottage. And so I, you know, I would celebrate with adults. Yay. Anyway, so it was really cool to be in uh, Mexico for my birthday. And, uh, you know, they surprised me with um, a nice dessert and, and lunch when we had it. And we did some really fun things that you're going to... If you're a listener of our radio shows, you'll hear it on the radio shows in a couple of weeks. And then if you subscribe to this podcast, and I hate doing that to people. I hate going, remember to subscribe to the podcast, just like every YouTube video you see. Anybody who's got a YouTube channel, remember, hit the little bell, ding, and subscribe. Yeah, no, I don't like doing that. If you like the podcast, you'll listen to it. You'll find us. You'll, you know, whatever. Anyway, so I had a really good birthday. And um, problem was... Here's what happened. Everything was going swimmingly on my birthday. Everything was going really good. We got up early. We went, uh, we went golfing. We didn't actually do a round of golf. We just it was a golf experience. So we went to a golf course at like, I think it was like eight in the morning. It was barely sunrise yet, and I haven't been golfing since my brother was like a teenager and kind of got into it in high school. And so I went with him and my older brother. Uh, one time we did a round and it just, I was too young to drink or anything, so I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, but this time we had some mimosa. No, is that what it's called? Yeah, mimosas. Mimosi, plural. We had some mimosas and we were just zipping around on the golf carts, drinking and driving. Yeah, technically, I guess. 
and um, it was just really fun. We were there were some crocodiles on the golf course, and then we uh, go for lunch. And that's when they surprised me with a nice dessert and they sang. And then up at my hotel room, they brought me um, balloons and another bottle of wine. Again, when you're the host of a radio show, they often, you know, have a nice setup in your in your suite for you. Uh, but so they did bring another bottle of wine on my birthday. And somewhere between lunch, going back to my room, answering phone calls, because, you know, people not just get those Facebook messages on, on your birthday, those those Facebook posts on your page. Some people still actually do pick up the phone and call you. So I had, like, my mom, you know, my grandma, people like that. My, my grandma's not on Facebook, obviously, so she's not, she's not uh, texting me at 93 years old. Uh, she is. I'm 37. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of uh, a nice day. And so what ends up happening is that through the rush of me going back to my hotel room, and typically I have a routine. When I get to my hotel room, I throw the key card, you know, for the room on the bed. I empty my pockets. I'll throw, like, if I have my passport or something with me, I'll, I just empty everything right onto the bed. I also take off my ring. And somewhere in the course of coming up to the room, changing and going down to the pool while I was talking on the phone, also having the delivery come to the room with the balloons and everything, somewhere I lost my ring. I can tell you that it was not a... That's not a story that you want to have to um, mention back home <laughs> or, or confess to your partner. By the way, it's my birthday and I love... But you do might you might get a little bit of sympathy because it is your birthday though too, right? Anyway, so yeah, I, I, uh, I lost my ring <laughs> on my birthday. Otherwise, the trip was great. Uh, you know, we're out of time. I will talk to you same time, same place next week on The Scribble. Bye-bye, everybody. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. Want more Scribble? Check out the scribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at thescribbleshow.com and on Twitter at The Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak free media presentation. If you want some real heat, give your mind.